Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today is going to be a little bit different. Um, I want to share with you something that's on my heart, very current and very important that you listen to this podcast and get it out to as many people as you know today and tomorrow. Um, I want to challenge people, the body of Christ, um, to vote. And I'm not going to give you 10 reasons why you should vote, um, though there definitely are more than 10 reasons why you should vote. But I want to give you one thing that I believe if we as Christians, whether we're young Christians, whether we're old Christians, whether we've been saved for many years or you know just got saved, there's something that we have to be able to do as believers. And we have to be able to look at the word of God, see what it says about our situation and humble ourselves and say, are my life's decisions lining up with what the word of God says? And you know, obviously this applies to who we vote for. It applies to everything that we do in our life. So, you know, our country, we've been blessed. If you live in the United States of America, you are blessed to live in a place that was founded on godly principles. And yes, there has been corruption and there has been um, ungodly people who have gotten into places of power that have pushed forward their own agenda that's been ungodly. And so, you know, we've seen in the last four years, you know, whether you like Donald Trump or not, um, we have seen in the last four years a lot of ungodly things that were set in place over the last 30 years get turned back. And, um, and we're even seeing that now with the kind of the change of, you know, power in in the Supreme Court, which is huge for the church. And I'm not going to get into everything with that, but I want to talk to you today about something like that. I believe every single believer has to come to a place where they can agree upon this because it's straight from the word of God. And if you only had one reason to vote, um, this would be a reason right here. You know, we have to we have to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And, you know, even since I was since I was very young, when I first heard what abortion was and got an understanding of what it what it actually is, you know, the Bible talks about abortion, you know, in Egypt, um, the Pharaoh, you know, wanted every single baby killed under the age of two. And then right around when Jesus was being born, Herod wanted every single baby boy killed. So obviously we've seen that this spirit that wants to kill innocent babies is not, um, you know, it's not new. It's been around. It's, it's the spirit of the devil. And it is something that, um, you know, that we have to come against as believers, as the body of Christ. You know, when abortion came into the U S it came in, in a very, um, you know, sneaky way. The person who actually founded it was a racist. You can look into this a little deeper if you want to Margaret Sanger, her plan was actually to extinguish the black race. And you can look into that deeper if you've never heard about that. There's a lot of things that you can um, dig into and get more information on that. But there, um, you know, the roots of abortion was not women's health care and it was not women's rights. It was there to, as part of the eugenics movement, to lower the po- world's population and to get rid of certain types of people. And unfortunately, there are still people in positions of power who believe in the eugenics movement, who love this earth more than they love the people on the earth. And that's an anti-God, you know, that's not, that's not like God. God loves people. You know, God doesn't care about the earth as much as he cares about people. So every life is valuable to God. You know, God puts a spirit in every single child as they're conceived. So there's not like 
a certain amount of time the baby's in the womb and then it becomes a human being. It's always a human being. And they would like to make us think that that's not the case. But you know, if we're believers, we have to be able to look at the word and say, hey, if the word says this about this situation, then I have to take a second look at it. And then I have to see how that applies to my life. So when it comes to abortion, um, there are clearly one side for one side against Joe Biden, the left, the the whole left, you know, and the Democratic Party has always been pro-abortion. Um, the right and Donald Trump, um, the Republican side has always been more pro-life, but I will say Donald Trump's the only president that's ever attended a pro-life rally, which was earlier this year. So the only president that's been very vocal about pro-life that we've ever had uh, or been the most vocal about pro-life has been Donald Trump. So we clearly see that he's he is for, you know, he's for the, the rights of the unborn. He's for the babies and he's not for um, abortion at any time and definitely not late term abortion, which is what the left is actually, their agenda is to push up until the time of birth and even as the baby comes out on the table. And so that's what you have to look at, you know, what is God like in this and what is the opposite of God. You know, if it's to steal, to kill, or to destroy, we know that the Bible says that that's what the devil comes to do. John 10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if it falls in any of those categories, we know that's not God. That's not God's plan for anybody. If you, if, if you, if a baby has been conceived, no matter how, God puts a life in a baby and then that is God's plan that that baby would live out their life and that that baby has a plan and a calling on their life. And so there's no, there's no like throwaway person. There's no throwaway baby, you know, no matter how they were conceived and how they came about, there's no accidents. You know, you do the things to make babies and you have babies. There's no accident. It's a, it's, you know, there's, there's, there's a purposeful intent. So, um, if you're a Christian, you have to be able to look at the Bible, what it says about abortion specifically. And this is where it says it in Proverbs 6 and verse 16. And I'm going to start in verse 16. It says, these six things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are repulsive to him. A proud look, the attitude that makes one overestimate oneself and discount others, a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. I'm not going to keep reading, but that's the part where we see that's exactly what God feels about abortion is that he hates it, hands that shed innocent blood. So we, we don't, we're not saying God hates a person who had an abortion. That is definitely not the case. God loves every single person. And if somebody's been through an abortion, God wants to heal their heart and wants to restore them. But um, God hates the act of abortion. He hates the shedding of innocent blood. You know, the thing is that the lie that people have bought into is that abortion is women's rights and that abortion is my body, my choice. But the, the, the lie in that is that, you know, they're, you know, they have people, you see the people picketing for women's rights, but they're not showing you the stories of all the women who are now dealing with the anxiety, the depression, the, the increased suicidal tendencies. They're not showing you what's happening to these women on the other side of abortion, they're making it look like you get an abortion and all your problems go away. Oh, you can go to college. Oh, you know, you weren't, you know, you're too young. You know, you didn't need to have a baby yet anyway. That they make it look like the abortion is the end all to the to the life, but they don't show you what happens to the person who has to then live out the rest of their life with the, you know, with the knowledge of what they've done. So 
I know personally some people who have had abortions and God has totally healed their heart. They've had other kids since then. And, you know, they don't, they're living completely free. You know, God can heal anything, you know, anything that you've been through, God can heal it. So don't listen to this. If you're somebody that's been through that, don't listen to this and beat yourself up. But what you do need to do is you need to look, okay, so what is, what is God's plan for the United States of America and who, which candidate is going to push forward the plan and the enemy's agenda or, you know, what is the godly agenda? So even, so that's what I'm saying. It only comes down to one thing for me. And I, I mean, there are lots of reasons why I will go to the right rather than to the left. And I'm not even going to get into it, but even if it was just for this reason, a Christian cannot get behind murdering an innocent life. A, a, a person who be, is a believer cannot get behind early term, late term, doesn't matter. That's that it, it, it is, it is murder. So a Christian cannot get behind that. So me not voting in this election, because I don't feel like either candidate is righteous enough or either candidate is, you know, a good candidate. I just don't like their personalities. That's me actually, uh, you know, me not voting is me voting for the the thing that I that is ungodly. So I have to take an action against evil or I'm just going to be a bystander and watch evil happen. I have to take action against evil and that's why I I every single Christian has to go out and vote. You know, it's time that people you know, the, the church has bought into this lie that they're supposed to be silent on political matters, that it's not, you know, that it's not politically correct to have your pastor talk about the, um, you know, government and policies, you know, there's separation of church and state. We're not supposed to talk about that in church, but no, the, 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 the believers have been silent for so long on these matters and, and stayed out of government. And that's why we're in the position where we're at the last election. It's a vote for communism or, you know, or keeping America free. So we're at this, we're at the, we're at this point right now because so many Christians have bought into the lie that they're supposed to stay out of politics. So I want to encourage you, you know, if you're somebody listening to this and you thought, well, my vote doesn't matter. I mean, it's too late at this point. You know, the, we can see where America's going at this point. No, get out and vote. Your voice matters. Your vote matters. You need to stand up. If you've never, you know, if you, you have to stand up for what you believe in. So if you believe, if you believe that you should be a voice for the unborn, I have a 10 month old son and I, you know, 10 months ago, you know, 10 months and two days ago, he was still in my womb. He did not have a voice. I have to be the voice for him and for every other unborn baby and for every single baby's life that matters. You know, every single one that, you know, if I don't, if I don't stand up for this right now, you know, then I'm basically saying, you know, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. I have to come up against wickedness. It's not my, it's not my job to just be passive. It's not the Christian's job to just be passive about things that we see going on in the world today. And this is what the Bible says about what's happening in the world and what our job is as Christians. It says, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. So you're in the world 
but you're not conformed to it. And you don't, the world doesn't need to like you and the world doesn't need to feel like, you know, that you're cool with whatever they're doing and that that's how you show them love. No, you show the world love by showing them what Jesus did for them and by showing them that there is a better way. So, you know, we have to decide we're going to stand up. We're going to align our life with what the Bible says is important. So if there's something, you know, if there's anything that I could, could convince you to vote for, um, you know, for the, the, the lives of people who have not been born yet, for the voices that cannot speak for themselves, I want to encourage you, get out there today, tomorrow, vote, <laughs> tell your family to vote, you know, your voice matters. You need to, you need to do this. I'm encouraging you. You have to get out and vote because we need, we need you to stand up. God needs you to stand up. And, uh, we're going to see a big turnaround in this nation. I believe we have four more years to do some major damage to the, to the, to darkness that's been trying and, and been slowly encroaching. I believe God's giving us a second, um, chance, you know, for this nation to turn things around. And, but every single believer has to be engaged in this. Every single believer has to be willing to stand up for what they believe in. So send this to somebody who's not sure if they want to vote or isn't sure who they want to vote for. Send this podcast to somebody. I believe it's going to um, have a great impact on somebody's life. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon.